Hello and welcome to Soul Self, where we talk all things energy, consciousness, trauma healing, mindset manifesting, and more. Prepare to turn your pain into medicine and inspiration so you can be in alignment, living your purpose, having juicy relationships, and lush abundance. To stay up to date, join my newsletter at bloomshakti.com and make sure to browse some of my other offerings. Welcome, my beauties, to week two of Sex Magic. So part of sex magic, money magic, is getting into this full acceptance, this radical reclamation of your body and doing what you need to do to find that path, whether it's looking in the mirror every single day and if it's pain you feel, cry it out. Doing as much as you need to shed the layers. So for me personally, ecstatic dance where I crawl or scream and yell like an animal and rage that has been powerful also breath work has helped me empty my vessel out and a lot of times just sitting in ceremony with my emotions and the reason we do all these things that we do all these weird things or whatever is ultimately to come back to love. There were so many things that I had to dismantle in my mind, in my subconscious, things that didn't feel right and okay and normal for me, but that's what I grew up with or what have you. And at the bottom of it, we do everything because we want love. So if we can find a way to give ourselves that love by accepting ourselves, then that's going to the source, to the root of the problem. And I'm not telling you that this part, this healing part is easy. It's not the easiest journey because it could take years before you truly forgive. But if you work on it every single day and you deeply engage with yourself and you dance and shake it out, you cry it out, you scream it out, you channel it out, you show up to your energy healing session. But once you commit to no longer living and carrying that pain, shame, I guarantee you can transmute it. And you know, us women, we have so much coming towards us. A majority of women actually have dealt with at some point in their lives with eating disorders or disordered eating habits and it comes down to wanting to make your body look a certain way because that's how we think that that's what we think men want and that's how we think we're going to receive that love and instead what we end up doing is diminishing our own light and the thing is it's like men don't even find you attractive when you are starving for food Because then you are starving for love, you are starving for attention, and people can see that. If you've ever seen someone who looks like their light is just dim and you're like, oh my god, like, are you okay? That's not sexy. That is holding back your own power. And I'm not going to dive deep into eating disorders, but seeing food as pleasure as enjoyment as your birthright just as much as an orgasm is and just as much as being abundant is 
These are all things that you were meant to do and you shouldn't feel any guilt or shame or resistance because that's why you were incarnated here on this planet in this lifetime. So your human journey in order to get to the place where you're ready to make magic, you can't skip over this part. Your, your healing journey is your own. You can compare and mimic the journey to other spiritual gurus, teachers, myself, whatever, not any other workshop, teacher, practice, like whatever it is. If you keep practicing coming back to yourself, your truth, your heart, your breath every fucking day, you will absolutely hear what is necessary for your healing journey. And it's not a finite thing. So you don't just heal and now you're ready to manifest abundance. I look at it as a spiral. So you peel off one layer and you peel off another and you manifest. You peel off another and you manifest and you peel off another and you manifest. So once you commit to it, it's part of your life and it actually becomes fun. So be patient with yourself because you'll be sitting and all of a sudden you'll be able to connect the dots with things and patterns and people in your own life. When I have committed to showing up all the way and not being unconscious and asleep to my life, then everything has ended up being an opportunity. So same way for you, everything can be an opportunity for healing and it can be fun. Sometimes I like to see my life as Alice in Wonderland. And sometimes my life's very bizarre, but it's always fun. Sometimes it's really hard and fucked up, but make healing your healing journey, your art, make it delightful, make it your own. And the only way you're going to get from that place of like, oh, shame, pain, contraction to like, beauty and light and love is when you fucking enjoy it or else you're going to be like prying yourself open and you're going to be crying and you're going to be like, oh, fuck, I got to go to therapy. Like, I don't want to go. Right. That's not going to get you anywhere. But if you genuinely are like, OK, I'm ready. Let's do this shit. I know I'm ashamed of this part of my past, but I'm not fucking afraid to look at it anymore. Right? I'm going to write a story about it. I'm going to write a poem about it. I'm going to apologize to someone. I'm going to write something and burn it. Or I'm going to take a trip and follow my dreams. Whatever it is, when you crack that seal and you are unafraid to show up, everything is possible after that moment. Everything. And what I would like for you to do is write down your own sexual journey. You can write it on a piece of paper, your laptop, and don't worry about anyone reading it or looking. Just write it all out. Like, what has the sexual path that you've been on looked like? What were you taught as a kid? What was your grandmother's experience? Because most of us, we've never fully written it down. So take a moment Pause this episode if you have to, so you can come back and I'm here for you and we can move through this together. Or better yet, take notes and ritualize it. I love to ritualize it. 
set the tone in the room, have the right kind of colors that help you be relaxed and at ease. Maybe it's a Himalayan salt lamp. Maybe create a playlist designated for you to be able to tune in and just create the space and maybe you sense I like to put on like a silk robe or kimono, something that's like soft and comfortable and give yourself a solid 30 to 60 minutes to just sit and write. And I guarantee you, it's going to take you time to write out your entire history. When was the first time you felt shame around your sexuality? When was the first time you felt juicy and alive and aroused? When was the first time someone rejected you? When was the first time you felt empowered? What places are you still holding on to shame? What places are your desires creating shame for you? What desires are not accepting? What desires do you have that are taboo? What desires are you hiding from that you feel are scary, fucked up, disgusting, or taboo? What things have you done in your sexual history or narratives that you're ashamed of or that you wish you could undo? What things have other people done to you that have really hurt your sexual history? Where do you want to go now? Who do you want to be sexually? How do you want to express your light? Your creativity, your eroticism. That's a starting point on your sexual history and sexual narrative. That your shame stories and all that. We're going to start by pulling all of that out literally going under the surface and starting to create a roadmap to your healing. This is super private. So write this in a place that's releasing that no one can read it, your partner, your child, keep it really private. So once you're done with that, now that you understand yourself, where you still feel ashamed, where you've been hiding, or holding and you're contracted about parts of your past that are still hurt or you don't know where to put, congratulations. I know it's not easy to look at that and I want to say that's something that you can do after you do that work and it's coming up to the surface is to take a really good salt bath. Whenever we are moving energy, we either want to shake out our nervous system by dancing or taking a salt bath. You never want to go to sleep or, um, you never, my mind just went blank. Oh my God. You never want to go to sleep or like go out into the world and do your errands or whatever with that energy, especially when you go 
when you bring up all that stuff, transitions are really, really important. So even if you go to therapy or something, keep some, you know, energy clearing spray in your car and, you know, maybe shake it out, do some breath work before you like go into work, a coffee date or whatever it is, like always move the energy because you don't want to leak it out into your life. You don't want to repeat those patterns. So close that moment, close those rituals. After you do this writing, close the journal, tie it with a red bow, put it in your drawer, you know, energy, energetically cleanse the space with a spray or burning an herb. Please no sage or palo santo. If you don't know why, then go back several episodes on protection. Maybe you want to play some high frequency music, open up the windows, like do whatever feels right for you as long as it feels like a ritual of closing for you. So your next exercise that's going to help you get into the flow of the whole sex and money magic is to learn who are you now sexually. So you've identified the stories, the shame, the ideas from the outside world, from your family, from your lineage, from society. And now that those are out over there, who are you? Who are you sexually now? Who are you erotically? What turns you on? These are things sometimes we assume we know. Like if I were to ask you, what are the top three things that like turn you on? So I'll share. So for me, one is being totally taken. So whatever your turn on is, I want you to close your eyes, think about it, and envision breathing it into your womb space. Imagine that feeling. You might get blushy, get the smiles and giggles going. Maybe you have goosebumps. I'm actually doing this as I'm recording. So the reason I want you to do this is because As you go about writing down what turns you on, and I'm going to give you three specific prompts, I want all three to bring you to a smile, a giggle, a blush, whatever it is. I want it to land in your body. That's how you know you are embodied in your body. And if you don't, then try again. So we often have these things that are in our head of like, oh yeah, that turns me on and you're saying it, but it's like, do you feel, do you actually look turned on? Do you sound turned on? Because truly when you say something that turns you on, it should be an inner rainstorm in your body. There's this electricity moving through you and A lot of the turning on things are like 
lingerie and high heels and that's not for everyone. So there's a lot of stereotypes and cliches about sexy and that's what pops up into our mind of like, ooh, it's sexy. But I ask people, you know, clients and a lot of time, a lot of times the first things that actually pop up in your mind are the programmings. So really tune into yourself of like, what is sexy to you? Because if you're not about the lacy red lingerie and heels and you feel comfortable and sexy in a fucking kimono, well, it might not be sexy to Victoria's Secret Catwalk, but hey, it is for you. And energetically, that's what matters. So ask yourself, what is sexy? What turns me on? And also ask yourself, is that what I truly feel in my body? Or is that my programming from the culture? The body doesn't lie. The body will always, always give you answers. So the, the way that I had shared earlier of like closing your eyes, feeling it in your body, you should be able to feel it. You should be kind of smiling and squirming a little bit. And that's how you know it's a truly embodied feeling. So when you, okay, so try with something that you are not embodied about. So let's say, okay, so earlier I shared how what turns me on is being taken, right? Now I'm going to do the opposite. Close my eyes, breathe in what is opposite to that. Or something else that doesn't turn you on. So for example, whips and chains are not a turn on for me. So when I breathe it into my body, it just feels very unsettling. Like my chest area is actually tight. And sadness because of the pain. Like, I can't. I just can't. So the truth of the feeling is a heavy one. So imagine if you're actually breathing, I mean, breathing, bringing that into a bedroom with a lover, right? This is why, ladies, we don't do things to appease a man. So if he likes lingerie and all that stuff, but it's not sexy to you, please voice it because you're just playing it small and not opening yourself up to really explore the depths of what is sexy, what is the next edge when it comes to sex to you, uh, for you. You always want to do it for yourself or else you're bringing in the vibration of pain, shame, and sadness into sex. And that's not going to be a good sexual moment at all. You're not going to be in your power and your magic. So three things that feel really sexy to you and three things that make you feel sexy and three things that are erotically charged for you. So that's a little different. Let's play with that. 
When I think of eroticism, there's a little spice to it. I think of teasing. I think of candle wax and like candle wax and like the heat and the warmth and then being massaged with it and being lightly like feather touched, you know, yearning for them to, t- to be like taking you and it just arouses you more. So it heightens the sexual desire more, but just loving the fact that they are there. So that is something you can explore, right? Three things that are sexy to you, three things that turn you on, and three things that are erotically charged for you. And that's fun to play with um, because it, and coming back to this, when you have a different partner every couple months, you know, even if you have the same partner, it'll actually be a journey and like growth of its own. And something else you can actually do is look up a list of erotic movies and when you're watching it, see where what's like, ooh, I really like that. Like it turns me on. Or if it's like, ooh, yeah, that's a little like out of my comfort zone or that's weird or holy shit, people actually do that. <laughs> no judgment, but you know, it'll actually help you to explore your erotic side. And hey, like we're not all 50 shades of gray. We all have different flavors. We are all dynamic humans. So if you want to walk through life fully expressed as you living in your full body, you have to know this stuff about yourself. Not so you can tell everyone around the corner what turns you on, but so you are empowered by it. And you know, the same way that we all have like our favorite pizza, favorite ice cream flavor, favorite coffee, favorite tea, favorite whatever the fuck. Why don't we have our favorite sexual stuff, right? Like sexual positions, favorite, whatever it is. Like that stuff should be on the tip of our tongue. (laughs) No pun intended there, but it should always be ready so that it's just in us. There's no searching. It's not like, oh, I got to figure it out every single time I enter into a moment sexually, erotically, like it shouldn't be like, oh, I don't know who I am. How do I do this? Like if you walk into a grocery store, I, you know, if I walk into a grocery store, I either get Dove caramel or Ghirardelli caramel chocolate. Like that is my go-to. And if they have Godiva, then hey, you know, but you know, it doesn't have to be a big thing if it's not your thing either. You just have to know your thing. That's what my point being is. It's like, know your thing. Three things that turn you on, three things that are sexy to you, and three things that are erotically charged for you. Like, And if you don't know what it is, read books, watch movies, until you find out those things. This is all part of reclaiming your sacral chakra area. You have to know what you're working with before you step out to do magic there. So I'll actually share something a little personal for me. Um, Power play. I've always, well, not now, but in the past I struggled with how do I surrender into my feminine and stuff when I'm an empowered, independent woman 
And part of that journey for me, when I began to tune into my body, become embodied, right? Tuning into my womb wisdom is being with the right person too. Being with a man whose masculine energy is more than mine. So my feminine feels safe to just drop in and surrender because trust me when you're with the wrong person, (laughs) uh, I mean, for me personally, I felt so unsafe and I was like, fuck this. Like I knew I couldn't, like it wasn't even worth that play. So as a part of my own practice is now actually practicing that alone is in my embodiment work is feeling the feelings in my nervous system of what it feels like to surrender and like surrendering to that strong force that can hold all of this Shayna, Shazadi wildness, this creativity, the sexuality, the sensuality, and someone who's not afraid of it and who can hold it and not abuse or take energy from it or not be so fascinated that they drop me, but actually hold it and fucking play so that's the biggest thing for me personally and it's really about taking that sexual energy from the bedroom and putting it into other places in your life and the more you can surrender um you're always seeking to surrender yourself in different ways or even dominance like what are some ways that you can take more control in your life and what we want in the bedroom is actually a reflection of what we're seeking more in our life our day-to-day life and it's a lot of fun to not be ashamed of these things and to be like wow it totally makes sense that I would want to surrender deeply to someone and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with wanting a spanking it's so fucking fun and anxious I mean anxious ancient And, you know, even in Asian culture, like the shame has been imposed on us, but in Asian culture, the flesh actually symbolizes like renewal. And there's so much depth to all these things that we desire. We get to take the moment and be like, yeah, it's actually fine. And I'm enjoying it. And like things will come up for you. Like you might do it and then feel ashamed you know, for trying something new erotically. But again, consent, boundaries, and trust are crucial. So I'm not teaching about that, but just exploring within your own, watching a movie or reading a book, it doesn't mean you just like go out and try it, okay? Like take it slow, do your research, start with yourself. That's one thing is like, start with you. Even if you've been married for years, it's like, Start with you first. Um, If you are in a committed relationship, like, you can ask your partner, like, hey, is this something that you'd be open to trying? But again, it's a whole other cup of tea. It takes boundaries. It takes clarity. It takes communication. And it still takes consent. But really develop your practice on your own solidly. So when you show up to that partner or whatever, you're not like, all over the fucking place. You are calm, cool, and collected. And you're like, hmm, I would really like to try this. Can we try it on this day? Can we do it for like an hour and see how we feel the next day? And we talk about it. Whatever it is for you. 
let it be a gentle step-by-step. I also want to touch on self-pleasure. So self-pleasure doesn't always have to be touching. There can be no touching of your genitalia. A lot of people, which amazes me, is they automatically think that it's about women self-pleasuring by fingering themselves. And this is what's been depicted by the porn industry. However, touching yourself, self-pleasure, it's about inviting and awakening that shakti energy, the divine feminine energy. And if you want more on that, definitely go to my website, check out the Bloom Goddess Head Circle content because I dive in deeper of on all the aspects of a woman. So self-pleasure does not have to be touching yourself. You can do this at any point of the day. It can be orgasmic breathing too. So, so far, in order to enter into your journey with sex and money magic and opening this for yourself, the first part is really getting real, really being authentic, showing up to yourself, asking yourself these questions, doing the journaling prompts, and beginning your erotic exploration of self and making sure that's not separate from your spiritual practice because sexuality and spirituality are intertwined. It's in the same space for women so that you're not creating more shame and more divide for yourself when you can actually allow, okay, I'm going to do this writing and meditate. You know, whatever it is, like I'm going to do yoga and then read about conscious kink, whatever it is for you, it doesn't have to be separate. It can be together. And that is your own healing journey. It's your journey. As long as you commit to it, that's all that matters. So whether it's you finding or maybe starting your own dance class, doing erotic poetry, Whether you want to write a letter from your past who hurt you and you burn it or you send it and they apologize, whatever it is, fully claim that space. And in order to get into what we get into next, which is next week, with the abundance, the opening, you have to get clear and clear the pain, shame, lineage drama and trauma so i'm super excited and we will talk next week hope this was insightful and you're feeling empowered i would appreciate if you could do an apple podcast review takes less than 15 seconds forward and share this with anyone you feel would benefit tag me on instagram and i will talk to you soon